Triple pull in NRL season is moving ever closer. Uh, trial matches becoming just a little more important. Some of the big names coming back and playing. And uh, at Gosford tomorrow night, uh, the Roosters are playing the Seagulls. I'm delighted to say we have on the line a man who we've spoken to on a number of occasions, one of the Roosters' assistant coaches, Jason Riles. Morning, Jason. How are you? Morning, guys. Good yourselves? Oh, very well, thanks. Firstly, Jason, how did the uh, off-season treat you? Yeah, it was good. I was just uh, saying to Clark, you're flying. It was, uh, feels like a long time ago now, but, um, yeah, it's uh, our little pre-season break. But, um, yeah, no, the pre-season's been good in regards for all the players. They've got a lot of work done. And, um, the, you know, our, our World Cup players came back after Christmas. And, again, we've um, we've managed to keep them all on the field and um, get a really good block of work done and, um, and in preparation for, you know, the next couple of weeks. Got a few new players that we haven't seen in Roosters colours this season. Brandon Smith is one and Jake Turpin the other. Both will be playing in dummy half. What's the role matchup going to be there? Is it going to be the Cheese playing 60 minutes and Turpin off the bench or is that yet to be determined? Uh, I think this weekend will give us a real good look at um, what that will look like or the start of what it will look like. Um, Trent's got a real good idea of what he sees it to be, but um, yeah, there'll be a bit of um, a bit of interchanging there during the game, just depending on um, how Brandon's travelling. And um, obviously, Brandon will start, and then we'll just um, play it by year there, but have a couple of contingency plans if he does happen to gas out a little bit. So um, yeah, certainly there's a fair bit of thought gone into it, but um, the trial in the first couple of weeks will give us a better indication on exactly how we'll handle it. And Jason, I see uh, one of your other arrivals is uh, Corey Allen from uh, the Bulldogs. Now, anyone who's a specialist fullback who goes to the Roosters, I admire him greatly because uh, no shortage of competition there. I take it uh, he's being considered in a number of other positions. Yeah, no, he's uh, come to us as real good coverage, um, you know, right across our back line. So um, he's going to uh, suit up at centre this week. He's named there, so uh, he's going to get an opportunity this weekend. So he's uh, had, had a... A little niggling, um, you know, patella problem um, the last couple of weeks, but he's um, he's fully recovered from that. And uh, you know, if he, if he does want to hone his uh, fullback skills, he's certainly in the right place for that too. So, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty fortunate to have a couple of handy ones. Well, what are you going to do next year when Roger Tuivasa-Shek comes back, Jason? <laughs> well, I heard that. I'm thinking, I'm not sure how that works. But anyway, um, <laughs> He'll be playing lock. Yeah. Hey, we'll welcome him with open arms if that's the case. But, um, yeah, first I've heard of it outside of uh, outside of our four walls. Jason, Matthew Lodge has been rather a divisive, decisive uh, yeah, character throughout his career. But he seems to have found a home here at the Roosters. And Trent Robinson's a big fan. How have you found working with him? No, I was... Uh, I actually played... Uh, when I was playing at Melbourne in my last year in 13, uh, Lodge was coming through as a young bloke, so... We did the, the infamous IDQ camp together and we still talk about it now. So we have a, a pretty good connection um, from day dot. So I've, I've got a really good relationship with Lodgy and he, he's been very good for our footy. Um, I think he's uh, I think he likes being in the environment. I think it suits him. I think he needs it, um, that structure. But um, then also the, the quality of players that he has around him now, it um, certainly complements what he does and, and it's able to narrow his focus down into what his role is in the field. So... Um, I think uh, he he's as valuable to us as you know we are to him. So it's um, yeah, he's certainly uh, he's certainly getting a lot more comfortable in regards to his role in the field. And um, yeah, I think he really enjoys the environment. 
And Jason, we've heard in previous years at uh, various camps, uh, at pre-season, sort of Trent Robinson have taken people up sort of mountains and all these sort of outside of, uh, you know, footy grounds experience. Did you sort of stay in town during the off-season or was there camps uh, of that sort of type uh, in place? No, we were fortunate enough to have a, a week in Queenstown. So Ooh, uh, my nice. first time there and um, it's the first time they've been there uh, post-COVID. So... Um, it, it's been a bit of a, I think it's probably the third time the club's had a, a pre-season camp there. So, a uh, beautiful part of the world. But, um, yeah, we've got a really good work, week of work done, um, both on and off the field. So, mm. um, we didn't actually climb the mountain together as a team, but a lot of the boys in their in their downtime did some uh, did some of the extreme sports within what they can do for footy what, while they're playing footy. But, um, yeah, as a staff, we climbed up a big mountain, which... Uh, Took a couple of hours, so um, yeah, I'll tick that box, but I won't be looking to do that again. Any stops on the way, or did you go straight up? No, I was just wanted to get it over with. <laughs> Jason, uh, the team in week two looks completely different from the team in week one. Uh, Daniel Tupo, James Tedesco, Joseph Swali, Lindsay Collins, there are a few players that are coming back. There's still a few players missing. Joey Manu and Jared Weirah Hargraves, they have what we believe... Slight niggles, they'll be good for round one. But what's the status of Luke Keary and Angus Crichton? Uh, Angus is um, integrating back into training as we speak. So he's um, he's in really good shape and a and, uh, good headspace at the moment. So I know he had a little bit of stuff, um, which has been documented uh, before Christmas. But, um, you know, he's he's worked really hard to get himself back into, into a good place to play footy. And uh, Luke's got his uh, return to play protocol. So um, it's probably more of a, a scare than anything when you hear of um, a head knock and, and Luke Keary. So it's, um, yeah, no, it's it's just one of those ones, innocuous ones at training and um, he is symptom free and he's, uh, you know, doing his return to play protocols as we speak. So um, if he's not ready for round one, it'd be extremely close. And Jason, you know, we've mentioned the players that have come from other clubs, but the Roosters obviously have their own pretty uh, sophisticated pathway system. Some of the youngsters coming through there, I read about uh, Thomas Deacon and uh, Sandon Smith. Who can we keep our eye out for? Yeah, no, we, we, again, we're fortunate to have a lot of good uh, good young players coming through our pathways. Daniel Anderson does a great job there along with his team. And, um, you know, Thomas Deacon, he's been in our system now for a couple of years. Um, it's his second... NRL preseason, and he's improved, uh, you know, a whole lot since um, since he first got here to start this time last year. So certainly he's, um, you know, he's, he's a work in progress. Um, you know, Sandon as well uh, from the Central Coast. He's, um, you know, he's a, a fullback half five eight type player, uh, and you know he'll get another opportunity this weekend. So um, and you got Siwa Wong, guy got Siwa Wong as well, who's played for Fiji, but uh, in a World Cup, but hasn't played. Um, NRL yet, so you know he's he's certainly improving as well. So uh, very fortunate to have a lot of young, good young players there, um, and you know they're developing along nicely. So um, as far as who to watch, um, yeah, it's really hard to say at the moment, but um, you know they've all got bright futures. You're off to Gosford on Friday night. We had Brad Arthur on yesterday, and we were talking about the heat. Was he concerned about that? And he said he actually was very mindful of it because a few seasons back. He felt he kept the players on the field too long in a pre-season game and it really set them onto the back foot going into the season. Have you discussed that as well? Because you're at Gosford there on Friday night. It's going to be hot. You're in the later game. Not as bad as Saturday, what we're led to believe. Some temperatures around Penrith will be 38 degrees. But is that a factor about game time or minutes on the field for Friday? Yeah, definitely. I think we'll discuss that today when we do our 
um, our rotations for interchange. So, um, yeah, no, that, that'll certainly come into calculations. But being uh, in the night, um, you know, the temperature would have dropped a little. So um, whilst it's a fine line, you want to get the players game time um, and, and a bit of exposure to that heat. Um, you know, like you said, with Brad Arthur, you probably don't want to overcook them leading into round one. So um, transfer experience in that area. And um, we'll obviously discuss that today and see what we come up with. And, Jason, I don't want to sort of jump codes, but I will. Eddie Jones back in town. Um, firstly, have you caught up with him, given your assistant to him over there in England? And in your experience with him, what's he going to bring to the Australian rugby scene? Yeah, so where our offices, um, where our cafe is where we get our coffee, his office is upstairs. So he's phoning around then at the moment. So um, I'm just about to go down there. But, uh, yeah, he's phoning around. He's chatting with everyone. He's on his, uh, you know, he loves to, he's, probably the most inquisitive bloke I've ever met. So um, he's always asking questions and how he can get better. So he's, uh, he's floating around there and uh, caught up with him a couple of times. So, um, But, yeah, what can we expect? It's, it's, uh, he just, he's got a short time frame before this first World Cup, but it's probably, um, you know, something's happened for a reason. So he can get in and um, get a feel for it. He's only got five games, I think, before that first mm. game. So uh, I think... They're in pretty good shape physically, so he'll obviously just want to put his stamp on how he wants to play, and um, I think I think it's pretty good timing for Australia. So um, can't really understand England's thought process letting him do it, but um, each to their own, and I think it's great for the Wallabies. Jason, we know they're very different games as far as forward play is concerned. The technical aspects of scrums and lineouts for rugby and, and the ruck and the mall area. So. We know he's a big lover of rugby league. What what's the the one thing that he takes from from rugby league and goes to rugby? Is it attack or is it more based on the defensive structures? It's probably both. Um, he, he's so inquisitive. He's uh, he he looks at and you know, he's obviously he loves the attacking side of the game, but he also understands that the importance of defence. So um, yeah, he certainly uh, delves into the the ball carrying and the tackle, and, and also. Um, from league uh, and also the attacking structures but again um, you know, anything really so he delves into both sides and um, you know he'd he look at marbles and if he thought he could get something out of that he'd, he'd go and ask some questions you know so that's the type of bloke that he is and hence the reason he's the age is and he's still coaching at the highest level so um, yeah he's uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly um, he's certainly uh, one out of the box that's for sure yeah, that's an incredible uh, insight. And uh, just, uh, I suppose, from Queensland fan, Sam Walker, what are you expecting from him with another year under his belt? Yeah, Sam's uh, slowly, <clears throat> obviously, maturing physically. And, uh, and, he, and he's, um, you know, his game management is probably the biggest thing that he's uh, been working on. He, he's, as we all know, he's super skillful as a, for, for his age and he's super comfortable on the, you know, on an NRL field. So... Um, you know, he's physically a little bit bigger and he, you can just see it training. He's, uh, when he did come back, it was noticeable that, you know, he was a level above a lot of boys. So it was, um, you know, good to see there. And obviously he'll just continue to work on his game. Um, you know, both his game management and his defence and that's coming along slowly. So I think we've just got to remember, um, you know, he's not even 50 games into his career yet and he's got a hell of a lot more to go. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can just help him continually improve and, and get the best out of himself. Jason, we are pressed up against the news here, but just a, a quick one. We had Terry Reader from the Dolphins on the CEO 
last week, talking about the round one clash between the Roosters and the Dolphin. The great Arnie Beetson, both clubs meant so much to him. Have the Roosters bought into this? Are you aware of the significance? Uh, not yet, but I'm sure Trent will be looking to tap into it. Now you said it, um, and he probably already knows about it. So I wasn't aware personally of the significance with Redcliffe, but um, yeah, obviously there's a you know he, he's held in huge highlight, highlight at the Roosters. So yeah, give the game that added uh, sense of meaning and importance, I suppose, for both clubs. Excellent stuff, Jason. Love having a chat to you during 2023. We'll catch up again soon and say good day to Eddie when you see him for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I'll probably bump into him now. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Jason. There he is. Thanks, guys. Catch you later.